you know, just understand that it's okay to say no, because often what you're doing is you're allowing an ideal client to then step forward because you've created the space for them. Number one, zero, two. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? This is Katie Kremitzos, your host of the Biz Women Rock podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fun. Here you will find amazing interviews with phenomenal businesswomen in all sorts of different industries from all over the world so that your business journey can be inspired by theirs. What do I love about today's guest? I love that Pam Christie, who's the co-founder of DemGen, is an operations mind. We really connected over that. It is the super non-sexy part of business ownership, and um, and I love that she really owns it. So Dem Jim's focus is actually a what I call an operation in a box. If you as a business owner need people to add to your team, you go to Dem Jim, and now you have an entire virtual team there for you. Whether it's graphic artist, whether it's sales, whether it's management, whatever it is. Anyway, Pam has an incredible story about how she went from mom of four to co-founding this business and growing it over these past almost 10 years and all the lessons that she's learned in between. It's very fascinating. So turn up that volume. Let's go. Hey, Pam, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Katie. I'm really excited to be here. So excited that you're here. Um, I was having like a little girly crush on you before because I told you how excited I was that I have a fellow operator and manager on the show today. <laughs> we, were, we were discussing and, you know, oftentimes the operator, the behind the scenes organizational person is not the sexiest, you know, um, position in entrepreneurship to talk about and business to talk about. Um, but that's really the space that I live in. And I love talking to women who live and breathe that too, because I always learn something from them. So welcome to the show. Um, I really want to start with kind of a little bit about your background and how, really how you even got the idea to start DemGen. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, worked in the corporate world and I left that when I became a mom. And um, so motherhood was wonderful and but I felt I was losing sight of me. Where was Pam? Where had she gone? Um, I was the mother of four children under the age of five. So I started working from home. And then a few years after that, um, a family friend, Gary Evans, approached me about uh, starting a virtual company. And I had already been working virtually for a couple of years. So I was able to bring my expertise um, to the partnership. And really what we realized is just how many entrepreneurs out there need the one-stop shop kind of support that we could offer. Now, how, like, where did Gary even get this idea of, you know, kind of what this online support services really would be? I think it was just a company he was working with. He was starting to see that there were requests coming in for, um, you know, outsourced sales, outsourced marketing. I need an, an admin assistant or an EA, but I don't want to hire someone full time. And, you know, that's where a lot of the um, businesses that work with DemGen, um, where they've come from is they've just looked at where they're at in their business. Uh, so many of us, when we start a business, we wear 
all these different hats, and then we start to think, okay, should I really be the operations gal or the sales gal or the marketing gal where, you know, for me, just as you mentioned, you know, operations is my strong suit. That's where I, I love to put my energy. I like to organize things. I like to manage them. And so, you know, someone else on the team is um, maybe on the more creative side, they're handling the marketing. So that's really what it's all about is just being able to work within your unique ability and offer that to our clients. Now, did you, when he approached you and you kind of were thinking about this, um, you know, did you have a hard time doing that because you were still taking care of your kids or were you like ready to do something? No, I was ready. I was ready for some change and, um, you know, working on your own, just like many solopreneurs, it, you feel there's accomplishment, but there's also the lack of the camaraderie or bouncing ideas or, like I said, working within your unique ability and, you know, having someone that was strong in in sales or making connections, that sort of thing. I always considered myself that back-end person. Um, I'll make sure everything on the back is running well, the backstage is running well, and, and, you know, we'll have some other people out on the front stage. I mean, that's evolved immensely. Uh, since I've been involved with DemGen, now I'm starting to get out there more and more. But that's really where it began, and I felt like we had a really good collaborative relationship to be able to pull that together. So you've been alluding to it this whole time, but if you could please walk us through exactly what DemGen is and you know what services you really provide for your clients. Absolutely. We are a... Um, virtual team or an outsourced team of experts. We all work within our unique abilities and the um, services we offer range from recruiting, lead management and relationship building, social media, web and graphic design, executive support. We also offer um, one of our unique services which is a business vision advisor. So that's someone that will work with clients on day-to-day strategy goals, time management, etc. And then we also offer a future vision map, which is a um, our version of a business plan, which really looks at the business process and operations. We analyze things from a top level, and then we provide a deliverable at the end. Well, as you guys were kind of building this out, and like, what did you do to actually acquire some of your first clients? Because you know, you started this back in 2005. And I I mean, I would imagine in that time, there was definitely people were, were more and more comfortable with having an outsourced IT department and outsourced graphic designer, because there was definitely the belief system that you needed to own all of that in house beforehand. So people were definitely getting more comfortable with that. But, um, you know, how did you actually get yourself known in the marketplace? How did you guys actually start acquiring clients? We really did a lot of just reach outs. We did a lot of communications. Um, We wanted to educate small business owners on what I call the virtues of virtual. So why would you want to hire um, a full-time employee if you don't need someone on a full-time basis? If you've got someone that's just waiting for you to delegate work to them, why not just bring on a team who can be available as needed as opposed to someone just sitting there waiting. So that 
that was a key, just reaching out, starting to connect. Uh, we started with a couple of clients, and then the referrals started coming. We had clients that were starting to, um, you know, talk about us to convey what we had done for them, um, how we allowed them to focus on revenue-generating activity, and we handled the rest. And so that word of mouth is really what helped us to reach um, where we are today, which is we've doubled our client base. We've gone from focusing on one larger corporate client that we did a lot of uh, customer service, lead gen, and sales for to now being this broad team, as I mentioned, that offers um, that abundance of support, and and we are that one-stop shop. We can um, manage all aspects of your business. Just let us know what you want to focus on, and we can focus on the rest. What I love about this, Pam, is that like this is every entrepreneur's dream, which is how I, I told you this kind of before we got on air that for me, when I was, you know, doing research about you, what it looked like was your operation in a box. I mean, it looked like if you need graphic art, if you need SEO, if you need someone to do leads for you, if you need all of this stuff, like instead of going out and spending the time and many times a lot of dollars to find the the right person you could just go to you and you have that all lined up and you really like would hook your client up with like a kind of a general manager and they would then sort of be this overall person managing all the other components of what you need, right? That's right. That's right. We provide a, um, a generally a business vision advisor or an executive assistant or a project manager, depending on what it is that we're working with the client on. And then they'll work on the strategy with the client. What are the priorities? What do we need to focus on? What do we need to get done? And then the unique ability team that we offer then um, provides the implementation. So if it's social media, how often are we posting? When are we posting? Um, how are we attracting more followers? All of those things, uh, using that as an example, but you're right, We that operation in a box is a really good way of describing it. Um, just come on board and, and we'll start to build out that support team for you, but you don't have to manage all of them. You have a business vision, vision advisor or um, executive assistant who's going to be that buffer for you. They're going to understand your priorities, your timelines. They're going to create the to-do list and they're going to make sure that the team is getting it done. Okay, so I want to revert back to the very beginning of this business for you and kind of get into the, some of the details as to how how you, as somebody who is a first-time entrepreneur, really going into this business and being a mom and being somebody who is very busy in all of these elements of her life, how did you... Um, how did you like, what was your experience doing that? Like what sort of hiccups did you have along the way, maybe in those first couple of years that you really ended up learning some great lessons from? I would say there's been a couple of things that were um, definitely struggles at the beginning. One is just like for so many um, finances. So I focused mainly on investing back into the business in the first couple of years, not taking as much of a um, compensation for myself. Now, luckily, my husband was out uh, working, and so we were able to manage that. But that allowed us to then grow um, not only our client base, but also to bring on more team and and start to take on more clients. Um, Another area is 
I think that is a big uh, key factor for many of us is learning not to take on every client. Um, at first, your focus is on the opportunities and the revenue that can be generated as you bring on more clients, but then the realization hits that not every client is ideal, and you have to learn how to um, lay out your criteria for an ideal client and also be able to say, you know, I'm sorry, we don't we're not a fit for you and it could be you know based on a number of things but uh, just being able to understand that and uh, be able to stick to it you know just understand that it's okay to say no because often what you're doing is you're allowing an ideal client to then step forward because you've created the space for them Mm, I love that and I totally believe that Um, Pam explain what how your revenue model actually works are are you getting a certain percentage um for being able to connect the people to the resource that they need or are they paying you the fee and then you pay out that particular graphic artist let's say who's working with them Yes, that's how we work is the second part that you described. So when a client comes to us, we generally base it on a project or monthly base as to what their needs are and what results they're looking for. And then we reach an agreement with our team members as to how to compensate them. They may be paid on a project or a monthly basis, sometimes hourly, just depending if it's a a very small item or just um, how we've negotiated things. But generally, we have standards and that's something we've built over the years as well. Um, another thing you learn is just how do you compensate people fairly while still generating some profit for the company and all of that. And I think we've done very well. We have many of our team members that have been with us for, you know, three, four, five, six, even as long as the company's been in business. We've got team members that have been with us that long. So we just, uh, you know, stick to what our our rates are and we make sure the client feels comfortable with what they're investing and then we pay the team member accordingly. Mm. During the very beginnings of your business as an operator and I think as anyone running a company there's a lot of organizational stuff that has to happen on the back end of a business in order for it to really flow well and and go well you know. So what what kind of things did you set up in the very beginning being somebody who you know whose skill set lends itself towards organization and operations what what were some of those real tools or um you know, uh, business things that you implemented in order for your team and your entire operation to really run smoothly? One of the uh, biggest pieces that we implemented very early on um, in DemGen was Basecamp, which is a 37 Signals product. It's a project management hub, and it allows you to um, keep everything in one place. So each team member is given a project, each client's given a project, um, access is given depending on who's supporting uh, the clients, and then that's where we track time. Uh, all communication is kept in one place. And that really is what allowed us to grow because we were able to just, you know, we've, we've kept everything here. We know what's happening next, what the timelines are, how much time is being worked. Uh, we can collaborate within it. All of those tools that are available within that uh, product, and it's a virtual um, online program. So you log in. You can log in from anywhere, from your phone, from your um, desktop, etc., and you can check in on things. It's also email-based. So when a message is created, you can just respond, uh, again, from your phone or from your inbox. You don't have to be logged in, but you can still be on top of what's happening and, and whatever's being asked of you. You can respond. 
Now, Pam, you have um, about 40 people who are an active part of your team who, you know, in some way, shape or form, you you end up, you know, having their services go and be utilized by your clients. How do you, for your own team um, within DemGem, like what are some of the leadership styles that really um, are in line with you? Um, and and how do you really make sure everyone's on the same vision all the time? Well, I think we, um, we're very clear as to who we want on our team. We generally look for entrepreneurial uh, candidates. So often they have either run their own business or may even still be uh, working with some clients on their own, but they want to um, add to uh, their experience or they're just looking for some additional income to top up what they're currently earning, etc. They also get the opportunity to work with a team, which again, uh, for many people is, is a big incentive. So generally look for is team members, like I said, that are entrepreneurial, uh, that want to operate in a conscious manner. So operating with integrity, um, you know, being operating within the non-disclosure agreement. They're not going to share information information that's confidential from a client with anyone else unless that person's on the project or, you know, things like that that uh, we look for. We do um, reference checks, several interviews. We do a lot to make sure that our team is a fit for our clients. And to be very honest, over the years, we've only had a couple of team members that have not worked out. And often it's just because it's turned out that what they were looking for is time, is um, flexibility, et cetera, was not going to be a fit for what our clients' needs were. And we try to be as flexible as possible, but ultimately, um, at the end of the day, we want team to be available to uh, support clients as needed. And what kind of leader would you say that you are? Like, what is your most effective way of being a leader? I think... Um, I mean, I don't know a specific term, but I, I really focus on the whole person, and I do that with team and with clients. I want to understand what else is going on in your life. I want to know a bit about your family, your hobbies, your interests, um, you know, what what you love to do. Again, going back to unique ability, um, for many of us, we have worked on jobs in the past where, you know, we did a little bit of everything and not everything we loved about that. So I want to be very clear about that when someone joins our team and I want to help them even discover some of their unique abilities because not everyone is very clear on that you know they don't consider some of their skill set to be a unique ability they just think oh well it's something I can do but okay do you love doing that would you do it all day long you know those are all the things that I want people to understand so you know just really getting to know uh, the person fully and understanding uh, what their goals and visions are for their future I think is the best way to lead because then you're able to integrate that into what you're offering then to clients. Would you, like, have you ever had an experience with one of your um, team members that, you know, like they were the right person, but they didn't have the right skill set? <laughs> um, and you had to kind of, you always hear the term like within leadership, you, you kind of have to find the right person for the right position. Like, have you had that experience having to kind of move people around if they were like the right person? 
Uh, yes, we have definitely moved people around, and sometimes, um, using marketing as an example, uh, we've had someone who's strong in uh, marketing, but not necessarily in some of the strategy side of it. They were more of an implementator. So then we would look at bringing on someone that's more strategic who can then guide them, and then that's helped them to be able to become more strategic. They've had someone that's been their mentor, if you will, um, and then that way they're able to for future clients, offer those services and and those abilities. So moving people around or making adjustments is something we offer within the team aspect of DemGen. Uh, If there was ever someone that is not a fit for personality or skill set reasons, then we will go to our talent vaults and we will source someone else that has those capabilities. We will train them. We will bring them up to speed and we will then um, do the switch and the client is just just knows that we've taken the time with this new team member to get them integrated and, and ready to support them. Now, you had mentioned a little earlier on that you, um, you know, you kind of started the company dealing with maybe one or two major clients, and now your energy has really shifted to where you're dealing with a lot of small clients, um, but a larger number of those small clients. Um, what what effect has that actually had? on your bottom line, let's say, or how you have to manage your cash flow and what effect has it had on how, you know, how your team is actually working with your clients? Well, what it has done is it has allowed us to build our um, our team. So we've needed more uh, team members to be able to support a larger client base. There's definitely not necessarily the same opportunity on an ongoing basis for um, the revenue that we may have experienced with a larger corporate client, but there is definitely more variety, more excitement, and generally more um, understanding and uh willingness to listen to here's how we would like to um, handle this aspect of, of your next priority. So I think it uh, can be a more healthy relationship because you're dealing with entrepreneurs, people that are willing to listen. They want ideas. They want support. They don't want someone who's just operating as a robot. They want someone who's going to say, hey, this is how you're doing things. I'd like to recommend this. Sometimes with a a corporate client, what you run into is they have certain parameters that their team has to work within. So you're a bit more limited um, in what you can offer. Again, you can still offer recommendations, but they're not obviously uh, implemented as quickly um, or as efficiently as they might have been with someone who is a a small business owner. And what would you consider like your major differentiator between you and some similar types of services? Because what keeps kind of going through my mind is like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, I want to go here to find these VAs, these virtual assistants that will fulfill these parts and these parts and these parts. But I hear something a heck of a lot more robust in what you're doing. Yes, that's that's a very good way of describing it, Katie. Thank you. Uh, I think virtual support in many cases has been a single individual who is an expert in a few areas, and then they often try to offer more just so that they can keep that client happy, but it's not often within their unique abilities. So our main differentiator is that we do offer that team of experts. They're working within their unique ability. They're assigned, the client is assigned point person, um, who manages the team, and then they're um, supported on that day-to-day basis 
depending on their priorities, etc. And uh, the client just receives the updates, sees the results that are happening. And again, it's this team that's operating on the back end. And we collaborate, as I mentioned, utilizing a project management hub. Um, often we can have you know, uh, connect with each other via Skype, conference calls, etc. So it's a collaborative effort, and I think that's a big key in differentiating us from um, a typical virtual assistant. And Pam, I'm a little curious as to how how you and Gary really work together. Like, what are your roles versus what are his roles, and and how, how have you guys learned? I'm sure from stepping on each each other's toes throughout the evolution of it. Like, um, wh- how do you guys divide that up, and how do you work together? Uh, we work together um, quite well, actually, in regard to understanding each other's uh, strengths. So again, I'm that operations person. I'm making sure that you know the the activities, the projects, etc., are running smoothly. Um, I'm starting to get more involved in the sales and the growth side of the business. So you know, bringing on new clients, attracting them, nurturing them, etc. And that was a big area uh, for Gary as well. So that is something that we're sharing in at this stage. And uh, that's what allows us to then um, be able to do what we do best and to um, provide the service to our clients and as well as keeping our team busy. Do you have any recommendations or uh, advice that you can give to anyone who has a business partner and, you know, maybe – uh, look, there's always bickering and there's always some sort of confrontation amongst business partners. Many times in great business partnerships, it's for the best because you need different people looking at it from different angles. But, you know, what advice would you give to um, anyone out there who has a business partner who maybe they do different things so they see their business differently during a dispute, let's say? I would suggest just really being honest with each other. I think, unfortunately, um, when you get into this kind of a partnership, there's not always the honesty going on uh, between each other. Um, So I think being honest with each other, consistent communication is another key piece. Even if you're not together in the same office, just being able to constantly communicate on ideas and, you know, what needs to happen next and where are we truly with our revenue and all of those kind of things. And I also think it's good to have um, potentially another coach or consultant or team member, whatever it might be, who can be involved as well and who can look at it and say, you know what, Gary, that was a great idea, but I'm also seeing Pam's point of view on this, and perhaps we could look at it from this way. So being able to just really um, look at it and, and step back, because often when you're in that kind of relationship, you're seeing it from a perspective that may be somewhat, um, I don't want to say tarnished, but it's got, you know, you've got years that you've built um, together, and so you get set in your ways, whereas if you can bring in someone fresh with a new perspective, that can really help re-energize things. So I think those would be a couple of my recommendations when you're in a partnership. Yeah, I think those are all very, very good. Now, I want to ask you, because you are very, it's very obvious that, like, you know your stuff. You know your business. You've obviously sort of, you know, um, had many years under your belt of really getting things together. I would love for you to take us to a time in your business experience when it wasn't so pretty, when you didn't have it all together, and when things felt like they were crumbling around you. What, what, what has been one of the darkest moments in your business journey thus far, and how did you get through it? Uh, well, business-wise, I think we've actually had a, um, an 
pretty good journey. I mean, like I say, there was definitely some um, clients that we realized, okay, they're not ideal and, um, you know, that sort of thing. But for me, I would say the lowest moment or um, one of the hardest things was last year, our granddaughter was silently born. And that was a time where you really wonder if you can make it through. And we did it as a family. And we also had an outpouring of support from prospects, clients, team members. I mean, the list goes on and on of people that helped us realize we were not alone. They shared their stories. And what that's helped me realize is that I can now share my story, my experience with other families and support people and offer them guidance. And it's made me a stronger person. Um, You know, even doing this podcast with you today, a couple of years ago, I might have said, no, I'm not, you know, that's not for me. Whereas now it's like, yeah, I have a story to share. And it's not just about being a businesswoman. I'm also a mom and, you know, a grandma and all of those kind of things. And I want to share that with people because I know there's a lot of women out there that have incredible stories to share. And they're also entrepreneurs and, you know, don't give up. Just keep going. Keep going. If you have to take a a bit of a break, that's okay. Um, If you need to adjust what you're doing. Like I mentioned, I've changed some of um, where my focus is in the business. Operations is still my key um, in this business, but I'm also starting to branch out. I'm spreading my wings. Well, you know, you brought up a good point of really um, having multiple roles, even outside of the business, like being a mom and being a grandma. And I mean, being so how throughout all of these years, how have you really, I mean, you've seen your kids grown up as you have had this business. So, um, you know, what have been some of the lessons that you've learned on how really how to manage it all? Uh, Well, I think one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given is just about how to have that balance between work um, and home and play, because it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, I've got to get this done and that done, and, you know, you end up burning the candle at both ends, and you're exhausted, and it affects your health and your mood and your creativity and everything, so making sure that you do take that time away, and uh, when my children were very small, I always made time for them first in my day, um, just what do you need? Do you want to do a puzzle together? Do you want to color? Do you want, you know, what do you need from mummy first? Because then I felt like I had given to them. They felt good. I could then get into the business mode that I needed to be in. So I think that was probably one of the biggest keys is being able to take that downtime, you know, signing off, not checking your phone, getting away from your computer, all of those things. Uh, Admittedly, the first couple of years, I wasn't very good at that, but I have definitely uh, reached a point um, in the last few years where I can, I can step away. I can, I know someone else is going to handle it. I don't have to be there 24 seven. And where do you really see this business going? Where where do you want it to, to go from here? Um, The vision for me really is just continuing with the steady growth. Um, We want it to be organic growth. We want it to be working with entrepreneurs and business owners who uh, we have nurtured, who have really 
um, understood what it is that we're offering. They've, um, we're helping them genuinely reach their goals. Uh, you know, we are a company that's known for operating with integrity. We want what's best for each business owner and each team member. And we've become a business family. So I want us to continue in that. And I just want the growth to continue steadily so that, you know, we're able to offer more and more. We can build out our team. We can build out our client base and, and become uh, well-known for that outsourced support that we can offer. I love it. All right, Pam. Well, now we are going to transfer into our final segment of this conversation, which is our favorite five. Are you ready? I am. (laughs) All right. Okay. So what, we'll start off with your favorite business book. What is your favorite business book? I would say uh, The Power of Less uh, by Leo Balbada. Um, Hopefully others have read this, but I I think it was just... um, a way to start, I don't like to use the word limiting, and he does use that in there, but it's what's essential? What do you have to get done in life, in business? How can you do it uh, with, you know, getting more done but not having to do as much? And uh, it, it was a fantastic book. We actually read it as a team early on um, in Demgen's life, and, uh, you know, so many people still keep it by their desk and refer to it regularly. I love that. I got to check that one out. I haven't heard of it. Um, Okay. How about your favorite business tool? I would have to um, go with Basecamp again. I think that was one of the best tools we ever invested in. Uh, We've set up many of our clients on their own, but it just being able, again, I'm a project manager, I'm operations, I want to see everything in one place, What what's getting done, how's it getting done, you know, all of that, and that's what Basecamp allows for. All right, so number three, what is your favorite thing to do to relax? I enjoy uh, going for walks. Um, I've gotten into... Um, a more active lifestyle, I would say. Um, I kind of fell off and then I've gotten back into it again. So just getting out for a walk where you can just free your mind and enjoy the fresh air and the sunshine or the snow or whatever <laughs> might be happening that day. But I would say that's probably one of my, uh, my greatest joys. Well, and that brings us to question number four, which is your favorite vacation spot in Canada because you are just outside of Toronto, right? Uh, we're near Toronto, yes. Gotcha. Um, so what's your va- favorite uh, vacation spot in Canada? Uh, to be honest, my backyard oasis. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we have a pool, we have badminton, we have croquet. We just, um, it's a very fun place to be. We have four young adults who bring their friends and we just have a blast. And we don't have to go far and, and we can have um, an amazing time. Love it. Okay, and lastly, what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh, wow. Um, I would say to be able to just buy dinner uh, as opposed to cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I enjoy answer. cooking. <laughs> I enjoy cooking. Don't get me wrong. However, to have someone uh, either cook for me or purchase dinner, I was asked one time, you know, what would be your ultimate meal? I said, honestly, it could be a grilled cheese sandwich as long as someone else made it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, well, Pam, I really want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. And thank you for um, really showing us a lot about your business and how you've been growing it and what it takes to really manage such a great business. I really appreciate it. 
Well, thank you so much, Katie. Um, it was a privilege to be part of this, and business women do rock. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> thank you for recognizing us. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much, Pam. All right. Thanks, Katie. to Pam directly by going to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 102. One of the best takeaways that I got from that conversation was how, um, you know, as you're working with your business partner, one of the great things that you could do is actually have an outside consultant who will look onto this situation um, from a completely different perspective and oftentimes ends up being a very good mediator <laughs> uh, to actually bring you both back in to help you focus. You know, as my husband and I work in our business, we actually have an outside consultant we've been working with for a long time. And um, my goodness, he's sort of like has earned his credits as like a marriage counselor with us. <laughs> anyway, whether you're married to your business partner or not, having a third party there to help things rolling is a very good idea. I really want to thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.